We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners Podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. But today, joined by the one and only uh, Mifflin. Mifflin, thanks for coming on. Um, I'm assuming ahead of time. Here's the thing. Normally, I just automatically, uh, as soon as someone talks, it doesn't work, the audio. So before you guys are even talking, I am messing with the audio input. And we'll see. It didn't work. No, it's... It's actually a conspiracy against me, um, and I'm not kidding. Uh, that this is uh-huh. legitimately uh-huh. okay. There we go. Yep, that's how it works. Uh, just co- well, constantly well. a conspiracy against me. Um, I want to start by uh, apologizing in advance. I am sick. Uh, I'm hoping to be better in time for Worlds because uh, that would be devastating if I were not. But I will uh, be trying to meet my mic in time to cough and or sniff. Um, if I don't, uh, it will sound gross. Uh, and I'm sorry for that. Um, that's what you get uh, when you get a winter podcast. When you, you let guys... your heart win. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Do you guys, uh, every time, you know, I go home to Pittsburgh for, for Christmas every year. And I get a sore throat uh, and, like, the world's driest mouth every time uh, mm-hmm. I go home. And it's so uncomfortable. Do you guys get that in the winter? Miff, you're looking like you're looking at me like you totally do and you understand what I'm talking about. An empath, always understanding what you're on about. Um, no, that sounds like if it happens every year, there are preventatives that I would probably employ. Mm, Emergency, mm. orange juice, don't go home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's turn your heat on. Thick socks. No, it's They're usually the heat being too high that is the issue. Uh, I believe in my mom because my mom's house is it, it, it's just uh, melting. No, it's not, it's, it's not uncomfortably hot, but I don't know, like, the room that we sleep in, like, I don't know if it's, like, right underneath some, the heater or something like that, but it just, I, I'm always, like, so, I get stuffy, I don't know if I'm allergic or something there, I don't know, it's, it's a whole thing. We, we, we were at an Airbnb. Yeah, it sounds like thing. you need, like, Mythbusters to get to the bottom of whatever's <clears throat> happening to you. Yeah. No you one's need as un- <laughs> right, no one's as unlucky as me, I think, is what it's really coming down to. Yeah. Um. And having this just a, continues to prove it. Having just a small cold to see your family is just a really bad deal. What do? Uh, what am I gonna do? You know, not go home for Christmas? Like, uh, I'm just gonna grin and bear it. All this time, I got like actually sick instead of oh, what no. normally happens to me. So again, I did see. No one's as unlucky as me, et cetera, et cetera. 
I did see on Reddit there was like a bad strep case going around, or like strep mm. was going to be really bad this year, and it's already going around Destiny's office. So, uh... oh, and someone went to her work with strep throat and did not go home. So that's fantastic. People are we so love dumb. people. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. They wanted to work hard and uh-huh. not make extra work for other people. I really yeah. that fully. You don't yeah, want to like yeah. accuse me of being a slacker, you know, or faking, you know. And no. it's not like anyone needs to go like home to the holidays. You've already done that, so like, yeah. what's the problem of spreading strep around to a few hundred employees? Just it's don't like, kiss yeah. anybody. Like, oh, it was, it's the front office person too, so everyone walks by them to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love it here. So if I get yeah. sick, uh, you know, that's why. That is why. So, now we know. We're all we're all sick. Luckily, I don't have to be on broadcast or anything like that. Uh, so that is not the usual concern. Um, but either way, uh, we have to be on podcast. And so that's... Who knows? My brain's all over the place. Uh, fever brain, like all that kind of good stuff. Who knows what's oh, going to happen? No. Uh, not me. The good news is, maybe we can give you some insight on what is going to happen this week. Because it is mm-hmm. SWC Qualifier Week. Uh, it, it is the best time of year, the most competitive smite, um, the highest stakes games. It's what everybody loves. And I think that we have a chance. I don't think it's guaranteed, but I think we have a chance to have a particularly spicy event, uh, mm-hmm. this time around. So, uh, fellas, do you, how do you guys want to do it? This is how we do it on the podcast, by the way, Miff. We don't do any planning ahead of time. I just ask mm-hmm. you live on the air how you want to do it. And then we work it out from there. Um, wait. So should we let Mifflin decide? Well, yeah, I was gonna ask him. Okay. Was, was, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, you gotta, you gotta expand on the question. Like, how are we yeah, gonna I do know. it? I don't well, know I what it there. is. No, I know. Okay. I was gonna get there. Cool. Uh, but it, we didn't tell him what it is. <laughs> not this time. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, do you want to go team by team and talk about their mm-hmm. chances, or do you want to go down the bracket and fill it out as we go? Uh, it's separated it into groups, right? So I think you should do it at least by group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's a genius. He's an yeah. That that's that's step one. We got to figure out these groups. Perfect. Uh, and us all having inside knowledge on the league and working at mm-hmm. high like we all know the groups. But yeah, you yeah, should yeah, probably yeah. find a visual aid for the fans at home. Uh, yeah, Mac, you don't tell you us. don't have the groups, do you? Is what you're telling me. But the way you. I'm just saying that there should be a visual aid somewhere, uh-huh, and uh-huh. If, and I should probably have access to it. Okay, and, all I'm saying. But you aren't going to do that now, is what I'm gathering. You aren't. Going you to want do me that. to acquire the well, visual aid? Well, you just aid. said that you had it, right? Well, mm-hmm. well, I said that we had it. Okay. And seeing, seeing as it's like your guys's show, I feel like that's like going to someone else's dinner and then bringing like your own food. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's disrespectful. No, no. well, you um, should, but well, in, in this case, you're the one who has access to the food, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I have access, uh-huh. but what if like, if we're running with the food analogy, I don't have not, I may be allowed into the pantry, but if you don't know where in the mansion in which the pantry <laughs> presides, how do, do I really have access? I don't think so. Uh huh. Um, this is Miff. I swear I did not bring you on here to. Wait, put I you can on I can say the groups if we want. Oh, that would be great. But I want to put Miff. Oh, in I, I thought it was just uh, a bit we were doing. Okay, no, I really a. didn't know what they were. Um, group A is Titans, Valks, Hounds, and Ravens. Okay, so, so we can start there. Titans, Valks, 
Hounds, Ravens. Okay. I also wrote it down. And B is Warriors, Scarabs, Mambo, and Storm. Could you say Storm one more time real quick? Storm. Thank you. Uh, it's because I'm on the time. bolt, so I have to say it with some extra emphasis. Right, right, of course. Um, okay, well, there we go. I was about to say, Mifflin, that um, I was going to ask, really, oh, if you've uh, started using your email uh, at all. Um, here's a fun fact email? for you, Bear. A lot of times when I would, like, send email, you know, we'll invite Mifflin to a brainstorm of some kind or a balance mm-hmm. meeting of something, mm-hmm. and... He will refuse to go into his email to get the invite link and require mm-hmm. us to send it to him directly. If you have one more, I said a lot a while ago that you had. Well, I've been holding on to it. I'm three, waiting. I would send you three more links, and mm-hmm. then I'm never sending you another one again. Uh, and it's been twice uh, that you've used those. So you got one in the bank. Uh, have you started um, using your email? I was genuinely curious. No, but I have figured out that if you could, if you download the Google Calendar app, it sends you notifications, but also it sends me too much notifications, so I uninstalled it, mm-hmm. and, and, and I found out that Trelly had a similar issue to me in that this is his first job that had, like, a job email, so he's been really on top of making sure that he's, like, there and reading it, so I just DM him privately so that, you know, Dave and Gore don't have to deal with me. That's, I'm glad to hear that. Wow, that's you know? pretty smart. That's, that's, just, that's just adapting. Um, okay, so let, let's go group by group uh, then. Since mm-hmm. As Barry, Mifflin wanted to. As, as Mifflin wanted to and as Barry so kindly uh, supplied us. Um, so uh-huh. group A, we'll call it. That's uh, Titans, Valkyries, Hounds, and Ravens. Uh, let's mm-hmm. start with the SPL teams here, shall we? The Titans, obviously a lot of questions. Having Sino come in, in the jungle, uh... How confident are you, Mifflin, that the Titans are going to make it through this group? Pretty confident in their ability, right? Um, when you look at the Titans, even before the change, having uh, Sino come in for the jungle, they weren't particularly playing through their jungler. Uh, Lay- Layers was not exactly, hey, let's get them fed, let's get them involved, let's get them making action plays, impact on the map. It was more so... Let's put layers on Guan Yu or Fenrir. He's going to burn our beads or he's going to heal us. Uh, and then hopefully Paul gets a quadra, you know? So I think that even though jungle is probably the least plug-and-play role, because of how the Titans had constructed their game plan, the the shift isn't going to affect them enough uh, to, to really give the SCC guys a, a shot to get through them, I think. So I, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I will say, though, that the Titans looked like they were playing really differently uh, with Sino there. It looked like kind of classic Aurora, Sino, kill the front line, pick Naja uh, compositions. And that could just be we had less than a week to prepare. We're just going to have to throw together whatever we know, and then we'll kind of adjust from there. But it does make me wonder about their play style, because I think you're right. I, you know, that's exactly what they were having layers do. Um, I wonder if they're going to have Sino try to do that or adjust to Sino's uh, play style. Barrett, any uh, any predictions as far as that goes? Uh, sorry, I put Luna on the capture about ten times. Um, I, I think Titans are going to look way better now than they did to begin with because I think, as you said, Agro, it was very plug-and-play, like very what we know we're good at and what we can execute, which was trying to kill Frontline as much as we can. 
And now that Sino's actually had a lot of SPL scrims under his belt, I think they're gonna that they're gonna be way more comfortable with Sino and his playstyle and kind of how he communicates. Um, I do think Layers was doing a lot for that team, um, facilitating around the map. And I mean, kind of like what Mifflin said, I don't think he was like hard carrying by any means, but he was just facilitating around the map and making plays and forcing people to be certain spots. Um, so I think Sino is, and we, we have scrim Titans and they're definitely better than they were, um, much better than they were at, uh, what land was that called? Fa- that was phase three playoffs. Phase three playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say like world qualities, yeah. but I was sorry, like, Miff, I now I took those words right out of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have, I could have dealt that. No, I know. So. I'm sorry about that. I'll let you have so Next time. Me. Let me do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I got I'll, you. Also, um, I think this group is a little shafted. Uh, I think Ravens can't really make it at all. Mm. Um, unless they get extremely lucky over Valks and Titans. And I think Valks have looked really good into Hounds. Um, I know I'm kind of like skipping forward a little bit, but yeah, I you're think... skipping our whole thing. We were going to go team by team. Well, we, we asked Mifflin, I'm you just... said, let Mifflin decide. We let Mifflin decide, and then you go rogue. Okay, sorry, sorry. You, you go, you go, you go. I'll, I'll, Thank I'll, you. I'll hold... Mifflin, I'm sorry about him, man. Like, sorry, I, I just... The I illusion of choice. It's... <laughs> You know, you think it's Jake that's doing all these weird things in the duo uh-huh. room. It's me. I'm not so sure all the time. I think Dara yeah. might just get a little... I haven't played a Jingwei game in a while. I'm itching. This, this man's first picking Danza and just doing whatever he wants. That's all there is to it. Um, <laughs> is there any chance uh, that the Titans don't make it out of this? Uh, don't make no. it to Worlds? Uh, Bear and Miff, you're both saying no chance? Zero. Literally zero. Agreed. Uh, I don't think the Titans have any chance to not qualified to the world championships uh let's talk about the valks though the valkyries um a team that phase middle of phase two everyone's starting to buy a lot of valk stock it's like oh you know they're getting a lot better surely by phase three they're gonna look really good uh they didn't um look really good towards well, though. yeah they they looked better at the beginning of phase three and then it was really the back half and then uh mm-hmm. of phase three where they really fell off um what are you expecting from the Valkyries uh, this week, Bear? Uh, hopefully an ounce of consistency. Um, I do think that they're not really going to struggle, like I said, with the Ravens. Or um, Honestly, I mean, they've been beat Hounds all year. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Valks, even if they have like kind of a bad week or kind of a bad weekend, I feel like they still will qualify. Unless Hounds come out really strong, but... I just feel like Valks are just simply better than Hounds right now. Um, mm. But I will say I share the same doubts that you do because I, I was willing to give Valks the, I guess, forgiveness in Spring Split. They're brand new to the league, and they were really just struggling. And in Summer Split, they got really good. And then Fall Split, I feel like it was about an equal drop-off to their Spring Split performance. Mm-hmm. Where it wasn't really them picking weird things. They just weren't that cohesive. They just weren't looking great as a unit. And I feel like they just weren't playing well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. It's just kind of a bad downward trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. I think certainly uh, you want to be playing your best might heading into this time of year. And the Valks uh, did not set themselves up in that way. Um, mm-hmm. But Miff, maybe it's just for the uh, the true Cinderella story. You know, do you ever think of that? You know, I, I think about it a lot, right? Because I'm, I'm a massive fan of the Valkyries nearly holistically. 
Uh, I, I think that it's a squad that has a lot of talent behind them individually. And, and I think that also plays into their issue, which is, have we at any point in the entirety of this year seen all of the Valkyries playing at their best at the same time? Because mm -hmm. when you go back throughout each individual phase, I can think of standout players. Phase one, duo lane was lacking. It was really the majority out of the jungle. If Kirmi was having a good game, the, the Valks look a lot better. Phase two, duo lane stepped up big. I was a major detractor from Wowie going into Phase 1. Phase 2, he, he started making a little bit more aggressive plays. Gamma, in particular, starts to look amazing as well. He's just literally making everything cost something on the map. Phase 3, we get the Aqua, just like at least one or two sets where he's just dominating. I'm thinking of that, that tier play where he's stealing Fire Giants and Gold Furies and he's getting a little bit more proactive, but we haven't seen them all at the same time. And that makes me concerned, because when that's the case, you can start to develop maybe some egos on the team, like maybe Aqua. I'm, I'm complete conjecture here. Mm -hmm. Complete conjecture. I'm, I, I have no insight, but maybe that's a situation where Aqua's like, well, I've been doing really well recently. The team hasn't been living up to it. Or maybe it happened in Phase 2, or this, that, mm -hmm. and the other. You start really trying to play through individual players, because that's what's been working for you in recency bias. So, what was the question? I don't know. This is... <laughs> the That's group, I, I think, um, this is the Valks group to lose. I mm -hmm. think that if anything, if any shakeup were to come through Group A, it's because the Valks dropped the ball, not because, you know, the SEC just comes out swinging. Sure. I think the only way into Worlds is through the Valks, though, if you're in Group A. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. Before I ask about whether or not you guys think they will convert and qualify let's talk about the hounds because this is the team that i think everyone is expecting to compete with the valkyries and potentially knock them out of the world championships i mean the hounds did they lose an scc game this year during the regular season i don't think they did i'm pretty sure they won't well, yeah uh, no they, they haven't lost a set though yeah 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 mm -hmm. games yes no no set losses that's a better way to put yep. it um haven't dropped a set all year uh, this is Ducky, Oath, Crimson, Quig, and Dude Man Bro. Uh, this team has looked unstoppable in the North American SEC. But when you think back to SPL play-ins, the Valkyries looked really, really dominant. I don't think it was this exact roster for the Hounds. I don't know if Ducky was playing with them then. Um, wasn't. But still. Yeah, it was like Ramakami or something. Yeah, I think, I think so. And Ducky is obviously uh, an upgrade. Um, over mm -hmm. uh, just about anybody they would have had in the NASCC. So, Miff, how how do you estimate the Hounds stack up against SPL teams? I think that, and I, and it's really a question of how does the SEC and SPL culture differ. I think as you get higher and higher in the SEC, we find that these teams have become much more capable uh, of playing with speed. Uh, you, I, I. I for all the anime fans in the chat, and I can't go 10 minutes without bringing up anime, so I'm going to do mm -hmm. it here. Uh, we, we talk about speed blitz, and we, when we talk about whether or not this one character can beat your other one, I think that the Hounds have been so dominant for so long that they have learned their one play style, which is, we're going to play way faster than everybody else in the North American SEC, and, and we're just going to deal with you before you could figure out a response. They speed blitz everybody. But in the SPL... That's the baseline requirement for being able to hang. You have to be capable of playing fast and controlling the map and, and grabbing the neutral farm. So 
now and every time we've seen the Hounds have to stack up against the SPL, they try their fast style. We're, we're going to move quick. We're going to do our same plan that we've done every time. And these SPL teams are like, okay, that, that's another – that's that's standard for us. You, know, you, you got to show me a little bit more past that. So the Hounds have got very little practice throughout the entirety of this year playing against that style of play, mm-hmm. whereas every single day the Valks wake up, they play against teams of their or higher caliber – so, again, forgot the question. I think you asked me about the Hounds. Yeah, yeah, no, you were they're, on it. They're, uh, I, I think that we're going to need to see explosive, large, sweeping change from them. I want to see them making good decisions about why we're fighting instead of just saying, hey, we're really good mechanically and, and we're just going to take a fight because we can. Because I think that's a, an issue and a trapping they fall in pretty often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, well, Speed Blitz, Barrow, what anime is that from again? I have no idea. No, come on, you're huge in anime, you got it. Uh, I watch the big ones, but uh, I'm not sure what a Speed Blitz is. I actually don't know either. What anime is that from, though? Oh, it, no, okay, so it's actually pretty hyper-nerdy. <laughs> Let me get into it for a moment. God, so right. There's this, sub, this subculture in anime culture where you take two characters from separate anime... And you make them fight each other. So, like, for example... Yeah, Goku... But, like, if we want to talk about, like, let's say L from Death Note, or Light even, could just write down your name and kill you. Can he do it if someone's moving at the speed of light, Adam? He got speed blitzed, you know? Goku would win. Mm. Yeah, Goku would win. Yeah, okay. Goku would win. Oh, okay, yeah. Barra, who's Goku in this situation? Uh, Valks. There it is. I... Oh, Oh, no. Uh... I agree with basically everything Mifflin was saying. I think Valks have had enough practice against the teams that play that style of pace. And, I mean, if if you're scrimming against Dragons and then you have to play against Hounds, you know, like, uh, one team executes the same play style much, much better and much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I think, I, I'm looking at it now on Thursday, January 5th, uh, Valks do play Hounds the last of the day. So I think Hounds can kind of take that as a heat check, even if they lose. I'm pretty sure they can play Valks later. Um, I'm pretty sure it's double Elim. Mm -hmm. So even if Hounds lose, they can take that as a learning experience for what we need to do later. And I'm pretty sure Titans and Valks will play before Hounds and Valks will play again. Um, So that way Hounds are going to play against Valks. They'll get to see one kind of gameplay of knowledge from Valks versus Titans and that's, in my opinion, I think they guarantee lose on Thursday. And I think the next time they play is obviously do or die. But I'm not really expecting too much Thursday. It would be a shock to me if they win. Um, yeah, I, I just think Hounds need to not play scared. It's fine. Like I said, if you lose on Thursday, that's fine. It's going to happen. But you need to show up the next time 100%. Mm-hmm. And I do think Hounds might have a chance to beat Valks, but... I, I kind of feel like they just need to... I mean, we were talking about it earlier with Valks firing on all cylinders and having everyone show up. I kind of feel like Hounds need to do that, but, like, times two. Mm-hmm. Where they... I mean, Valks have been screaming against SPL teams the entire year. They know, like, the, the pace of the game that Hounds should be playing. Right. And I think Oath needs to have a really good performance. I, I think Ducky needs to have a really good performance. I don't think Hounds' is dual lane has shown up as much as they probably have in the past. 
Mm-hmm. And as Mifflin said earlier, I think uh, WoW and Gamma are playing really well right now. I think Aqua as well is playing really well right now. Um, so I think that there will be a lot of fighting and a lot of bloodshed in the early game, especially. And I think Valks should come out on top, like I said, on Thursday. But we'll see. We'll see you next time. Yeah, I think the the duo lanes is a really good spot to to really focus on here in particular support um i think i think gamma having a much higher ceiling than i've seen from quig um and if gamma mm-hmm. plays anywhere near his capability uh i think that it's going to be really hard for the hounds to win um let's do it this yeah, way what what percentage uh do you give the hounds in the in the valks matchup um or, or to make it as the number two team over the Valks. If we're assuming the Titans are making it, we're assuming the Ravens are going to have a tough time, as we're about to talk about. Uh, what percentage do you think the Hounds have to to make it through, Miff? Oh, man. You know, Barrett actually shifted my opinion a little bit during his spiel when he had talked about how the, how the Hounds need to show up and play, because I was remembering, again, that Oath uh, tends to be a bit of a land choker. So with that knowledge... I would say they've got maybe 15% odds. Maybe 15. And that's a generous 15. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, 15 is a fairly significant amount. Uh, Barra, how about for you? I'm going to go five or less. Wow. I think I think Valks are going to be very hungry, and I think Valks have looked better than the Hounds every single time they played. Like, they have completely blown them out. Like, Scarabs were losing the Hounds, and then Valks were blowing Hounds out. Like, they didn't stand a chance. And also... And we talked about it earlier, but Valks, in my opinion, play the exact same style as Hounds. And I think Valks are just going to execute it better. Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> I was going to say a little higher than Miff. Um, I was going to say about 25%, I think, for the Hounds. Wow. Um, I got about the highest. That the, they can do it. Um, I don't know. I just I just have a feeling that, that they have a, have a good chance to come out and play really well. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, too much you know i'd be surprised but not too much uh the valkyries have just looked too inconsistent um Mm -hmm. and i'm also rooting for some cool upsets so i think this is a good place to potentially see one so i'm gonna say 25 percent, but still very likely uh in the valkyries hands um and then the the highland ravens the final team in group a i believe uh vaporish coast was in here on our last show before christmas and was saying that angry isn't going to be able to make it um for this land angry is one of the ravens best players he's one of the best eu sec players period uh Mm -hmm. without angry i don't know who they have uh coming to replace him um but the chances that they're as good as angry is next to zero and uh missing that synergy that you had in your mid 3v3 and all that kind of stuff makes it really really difficult so my expectations for the ravens that they come in uh have a good time, uh, you know, hanging out with their buds and seeing everybody, and uh, probably don't have a cup of very many long matches. Uh, yeah, I thought this week. I thought Anger was still playing just from EU. Oh, he's playing from home. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what. I, same thing. No different. Uh, yeah, they're gonna still Bad. have a whole lot of success, in my opinion. Uh, Barra, you're. Uh, I mean, does any? I'm assuming we can just kind of keep it moving here because i don't see Mm -hmm. unless you guys think hold on maybe they're gonna pop off i i think they have like a one to two percent chance to be titans or valks yeah one percent i would not go higher than like 
It can happen, but... uh, It is possible. I just think Titans are looking too good, and I think Valk's just... I, I feel like trying to beat Valks with a carry on very high ping is going to be very hard. Unless you throw that guy on, like, Nuwa or something, or just, like, auto-aim gods. I I don't know. I Like, I feel like Angry is so good, and it's just shafting them to uh, not be able to play with him on low ping. Yeah, very unfortunate. Chat's also saying that Cozy is playing... And- uh, or yeah. I forget. I still don't know if it's cozy actually or cozy. It's actually cozy. I really? just found. I out definitely called him Kozix like all of last. Oh, hundred percent. It's a way yeah. better name. Yeah, Kozix is a cool name. Cozy's not bad. Yeah, Cozy's okay. I, I will say on paper, I think Raven should have performed better than they were at the most recent land, but they did not look good. Like Mambo looked at least like two or three times better than Raven did, in my opinion. Like. And on paper, I feel like Ravens should be looking equally as good or, like, slightly worse. But Ravens just were not looking good at all, unfortunately. Yeah, I would and again, agree with that. New support player, mid laner on ping, playing against a revitalized, revamped Titans, and then playing against Valks. Like, I, I, I don't know. Just the way it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunate there for them but uh hopefully you know maybe they can the, what a story that would be huh um that would be you know, crazy. I'll pop off. yeah same bro i will <laughs> that scream would be, that would be absolutely <laughs> wild um okay before we move it into group b uh i am too sick to do a fun transition so it's an ad time uh get ready uh <laughs> listen it might be done with christmas but there's no way that anyone is you know if you traveled like me and then came home the thought of cooking uh, made me want to curl into a little tiny ball and cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was only kind of because I was sick. I don't want to come home and do a bunch of cooking and then dishes and all that kind of nonsense. I'm just not up for it uh, during this time of year. You know, world's around the corner, then season 10 launch. Like, you guys aren't going to be one of cooking either. And that's why uh, we've got a great partner for you. And it's Factor Meals, of course. Uh, look, they offer 34 different meals per week. With 36 plus add-on options, uh, like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more. Uh, that'll keep you going no matter what you've got going on. They're cheaper than dining out, which, uh, as we all know, is not cheap. Um, so it helps you save a little money if you're going to be going out instead. Uh, plus, you get flavorful chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Uh, plus, if you need a special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easy i think that's brand new gourmet plus yeah i think it is i I don't remember that from before um look factor is unbelievably tasty it's healthy uh they've got a bunch of different options if you're keto vegetarian vegan whatever like they can they can accommodate you i'm super picky i still found a bunch of meals that i love uh and really really love their food so definitely want to check it out uh all you have to do is head on over to head is head to go dot factor 75.com slash backliner 60 and use code backliner 60 to get 60 percent off your first box that's code lo- that's code backliner 60 at go.factor75.com slash backliners 60 to get 60 percent off your first box shout out to factor uh they're a bunch of beasts um okay let's talk uh group b um warrior scarabs hex mambo jabalba storm uh We'll start at the top yet again. The Warriors. Who knows? I mean, we've been on this podcast all year. So yeah. 
what's going to happen with this squad. Uh, what what are what is your general feeling about the Warriors heading into this event, man? I cannot imagine a world where not even discussing the Warriors as a whole, where any of those individual players aren't competing. It, it is mm-hmm. a lot of those names are just synonymous with Smite World Championship. My feelings on the Warriors as a team, they're they're lucky it's not like you know. A round robin, no group stage, uh, just top two make it. If that were the case, I'd be really worried for the Warriors. As of now, I think if the Warriors play their group, uh, like I'm not even play their best smite, if they play their group properly, they will likely just make it. Mm-hmm. Do your homework on the teams that you need to do your homework on, and I trust the Warriors to be able to do it. I could be sleeping a little bit on, on some of the underdogs in that group, but I, I think it is incredibly likely. I'd, I'd give them like 80% odds. Are they playing their strongest smite we've seen this year? No. Have, are, are they playing to the, the peak that we know that this team is capable of? Absolutely not. But the Warriors' baseline on a bad day, I think they can come in and and probably still make it through this. They, I agree that they certainly could, um, but you, you never know. Uh, I, I'm, I think that I'm gonna wait to ask for percentages and if they're gonna make it until we talk about the top mm-hmm. three teams in this group because I think that there are three legitimate contenders here. Uh, Barra, your estimation uh, on the Warriors? Yeah, uh, they're the Warriors. You know, no one knows how they're gonna play. They don't know how they're gonna play. Uh, they're probably going to be doing the same thing they've been doing all year. Um, same strategies they've been doing all year, you know. Mixing up the uh, certain play styles, or like two or three play styles they gravitate towards. And hopefully they've been uh, hammering those down. I think Thursday they play against the Storm. And I feel like that will not be difficult for them at all. And honestly, that's probably best case scenario for them. Because I feel like this is also a confidence-based team. And with them playing Storm Day 1, I think that, that will give them a big confidence boost. As well as they get to watch Scarabs and Mambo play the next morning on Friday. Mm-hmm. So they get information for their next game. I assume they're going to win on Thursday. They get to watch Scarabs and Mambo, and then they get to uh, play again on Saturday. And I feel like that should be really good for Warriors. They get confidence Day 1, they get to watch the team play. Um, I don't know how confident I am of them making it completely out. Uh, I feel like on paper, I'm always saying yes, but uh, I feel like Warriors just kind of beat themselves a lot of times, unfortunately. Uh, I feel like this is a team that should easily make it out. Yep. And yeah, I, I, I'm i just unsure, <clears throat> unfortunately. I, I do think they will guaranteed beat Storm, though. Yes, yeah, agreed. Um, uh, look... I said right after phase three playoffs that you can't lose to a team who got a new jungler 48 hours before and expect us to consider you a world championship contender. Um, Also, not being nausea, bro. Yeah, and I meant it. Um, It's Sino, dude. He's like the best nausea in the world. Next to Cherio, him and Cherio right there. Right there. Uh, I mean, he had the most dominant run on an individual god we've ever seen uh, in the mm-hmm. SBL. Um, but I mean, 
I guess a lot of them are EU, so like maybe there's a different like we didn't know that he was like a Naja one trick situation going on. Yeah, it doesn't I, matter. It, 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 even if he picks Naja, bro, it doesn't matter. He got he joined the team that like the day before. Like you've got to be able to win that game. You have to. Yeah, that's set. And you've got to be. Able that's to win also that a set. mental. That's a mental crusher to lose. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. The Warriors, um, we've seen them look really good this year. Mm-hmm. Like, they looked like they could contend this year. Um, but, yeah, and, I lo- and I love all those guys, and I think they're all incredible players. I'm going to get to my predictions later on. Uh, but, mm-hmm. boy, is it hard to have any type of confidence about that team uh, going in to an event right now. Um, the Scarabs, on the other hand, they kind of have this air about them when talking to players around the league and all that kind of stuff everyone's just kind of talking about how the scarabs are kind of sick um and i think it is due to two things number one expectations for an spl team probably have not been this low in a long Mm -hmm. time um understanding what the scarabs have been through organizationally you know what their roster is the the turmoil that it's experienced but also, the, the style of play that they showed in the short little burst that they had with this roster right before Phase 3 playoffs was pretty was pretty good. Um, you know, the Scarabs are the team that I think is harder to predict than anybody else in this group, and that's saying a mm-hmm. lot when you have the Oni Warriors in this group with you. Um, but what? how high are you on the Scarabs going into this event myth? I think the Soros, this version of the Solar Scarabs is likely the second strongest iteration that we have seen. Uh, the strongest being this exact same roster, but with Yarkor, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we've had potentially some of the most stability that the Solar Scarabs have had an opportunity to practice with. Well, I don't know how long. It's been about three, four weeks since Netroid joined the squad. Mm-hmm. So uh, I expect them... To come out, I expect them to to play very well. Uh, could potentially be playing up to the standard that that Yarkor had set with this team, or even beyond it, because they just had that much more time to practice. Um, but the only thing that weighs heavy on my mind, and maybe Barracuda can speak to this, back when I was playing competitively, it was pretty difficult to find scrims in times like this. Uh, especially valuable scrims, so I don't know what the scrim culture mm-hmm. looks like nowadays exactly. I'm an outsider looking in. Uh, if their practice has been good, I am confident in the Solar Scarabs, and, and I would say I ha- probably have more confidence for this team than any other in the group. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Barra? Yeah, uh, I agree with Myth here. Um, I think Scarabs and Mambo, I have more stock in than Warriors right now. Mm. Um, uh, we have scrimmed Scarabs. I think it's been a while since we scrimmed them, but uh, to what Mifflin was talking about, this is the best version of the Scarabs that has ever been. Um, really? I actually think Netroid is a upgrade over Yarkor just for this playstyle that they're doing. Um, not like, I mean, it's going to sound weird, but like, not like individual wise, cause I think they're about the same individually. Um, but screaming against them, I don't know if it's like honeymoon period or 
if the all the wheels were just turning at the right time for them, but they looked really good. Mm-hmm. And they also have a kind of a brand new play style and a brand new uh, kind of air to them. And I think Sorry. that Mambo might struggle against it, and I know Warriors are going to struggle against it. I don't think Warriors are the best at adapting, and Mambo, um, you know, we'll see. I, I But, I mean, to, to what you were talking about, Mifflin, I, I think Scarabs and Mambo over Warriors in this. I, wow. Warriors can't qualify, but I think Mambo has been looking so good lately. I feel like I'm pretty sure they're all coming to land, too. Mm-hmm. And Warriors have a... Uh, history of choking unfortunately in important moments and i think that this is the second most important weekend of season nine so uh i mean i i want to say warriors uh, beating scarabs but i i don't know yeah i mean it is worth noting that in the last week of phase three warriors and scarabs played and warriors did win that set two one mm-hmm. uh and game three of that set in particular was an absolute blowout for the Warriors. Uh, that was with the Scarabs having less than a week as a unit. Um, they've had more time together. So it certainly uh, inbounds to um, assume that they're going to, to get better uh, in that type of matchup. Yeah, I heard it too. Uh, unlucky. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. The Scarabs, I mean, I said it right uh after that move had happened and all that kind of stuff, or at some point during this, I don't know. Uh, the Scarabs, if you're not a team that has a really good chance at winning Worlds, and that is like two and a half teams to me right now. Uh, that is the Leviathans, the Kings, and the Dragons, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every other team is, I would consider, an outside shot. If you're an outside shot team, you want guys like Netroid and Snoopy on your team. Because they are, mm-hmm. uh, oops, I woke up and I'm the best player on the map type players. Um, without a whole lot of consistency, but consistency matters a lot less over the over a short period of time. And that's what Worlds is. So, I understand the hype around the Scarabs. Um, I, you know, they've got a lot of v- veteran players. Uh, you know, they don't have... Um, any rookies or anything like that. So I understand the potential there, but when you haven't had that much time as a team, it's also kind of easy to just only have one or two strategies that you thought were good. And then you show up and they aren't that good. And you don't have, uh, you don't have those backups from months of practice Mm -hmm. together. So their style is going to determine a lot, uh, in my opinion, but I think confidence is fair for them. Yeah, I, I will say that I think this is best case scenario for Scarabs to kind of have a month to prep for this event. Because I kind of feel like they're just going in like the hyperbolic time chamber to get ready for an event and you can't really like- prep for like playing against them. Because like it's a brand new team, basically. It's a brand new SPL yeah. level team. Like how do you prep against that? Like what is Mambo like they have like what one game, two two sets a month ago? to look at to prep for their day one on thursday so two sets yeah i don't know that was it um <clears throat> yeah it, it'll be interesting it should be fun uh, about mambo uh my only concern with this team and uh bear i guess i'll ask you first my only concern with this team is that i don't know if this team can win early game hard enough 
mm-hmm. to compete with SPL. Um, I think the SEC has a massive advantage when it comes to the pressure of the situation, right? Um, mm-hmm. If I'm an SEC team, the the way that I think is easiest to win is to just neutralize the early game. You don't have to win the early game. Uh, neutralize the early game and then stand and stare at each other at a fire giant at 40, 40 minutes and let the SPL team freak out because they're losing to the SEC team. Um, and oftentimes the SC, SPL teams make a mistake. Or the only other option to win as an SEC team, in my opinion, <clears throat> is to go Erlong mid, double chalice, meerkat style. <laughs> uh, the weirdest thing you can think of. Ugly game. Complete fiesta. Run it down. Mm-hmm. Mambo's going to be really good at that first style. I think, but are they going to be good enough? Yeah, I I feel like after game one, they might be able to adapt to their matchup against the, against the Scarabs, but I I think Mambo also have enough veteranship to where maybe they won't get blown out in the early game, because I feel like the names on that roster are pretty good at stalling out the early game historically. Um... Yeah, I, I, I still am on my take earlier of I think Scarabs and Bombo have a better chance than Mortars in this set, or in this uh, group. Yeah, that is crazy to think about. Miff, how about for you? What are you feeling about Mambo? I'm going to take this opportunity to speak about Mambo as a lens for the entirety of the EU SEC. This is a topic that I do not often get to express my own individual thoughts on because I don't think Smite Game Stream is ready for it. <laughs> But the EU SCC is weak. It's just the weaker region. They are mm. significantly weaker. The worst team in the EU SCC is infinitely worse than the worst team in the NASCC. And that's a reason that is outside of their control. That's not to say that their players are mechanically worse. That's not to say that they haven't got similar high ends. It is simply that the practice area the the people that you can play against commonly in eu are weaker we've moved all of the best players in the world to north america so when you play your rank games and that's where you practice a lot of your mechanics that's where you a lot of these guys are playing six hours a day uh i could queue up right now and i'll run into Yarkor. i'll run into nika i'll run into barracuda uh, if you queue on EU SEC or EU ranked, uh, you, you run into like okay. Pico ways. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it is, it is just significantly, significantly weaker over there. So even though I would argue that Mambo's run through the SEC has been much more dominant than the Hounds run through the SEC because the quality of their opponents are overall lower. It makes me feel less confident in their ability to play. Because Mambo, legitimately, they looked very good because they, again, speed blitz every single team they play against. They win and they lose, and it's both in 20 minutes. But when other teams are capable of playing at your pace, then all the things that you haven't been able to practice, like your team compositions or your objective play from an even state or even a slightly behind state, that's when those things start to rear their head. Hex Mambo have spent an entire calendar year playing Sobek support, Chronos in mid, Mercury in the jungle, a hyper carry out of the soul lane as well, and, and your goofy compositions that are quadra late game scalers, I don't think they're going to be able to hang. I, I, I really don't. Can Zero's first blood, the enemy mid laner, 
for the 50th time in a row. If on the 50th, it's finally an SPL player with his chronos. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't think so. So do I think Mambo have got the opportunity to get through this group? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not going to be the version of Mambo that we're used to seeing. We have to know. It's an unknown factor. We're going to have to see the version of Mambo that they can be and haven't had to be. Uh, so whether or not they're capable, they are. But it's going to be hard to do when they haven't had to practice that style of play or play at their highest level in so long. Mambo mm-hmm. could show up at 40% on any given day in the USEC, and they're going to 2-0. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to show up at at least 70%, I think, to to even scratch some of these SPL teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Like, I don't see how Hex Mambo ever win an early game. Their objective is to just not lose early. Yep. But the Warriors, <clears throat> sometimes they, they have had really good early games. They've gotten better at that. But for the most part, they're going to beat you at 30 minutes. If Hex Mambo are picking Kronos mid, and the Warriors are letting them scale, and then the Warriors are standing there knowing uh, everyone expects us to win. Um, we have to win this event, and we want to shed this identity of chokers. You don't want that. That's not the mindset, right? Like, if I'm Hex Mambo, I am literally. If the Warriors make a mistake in the early game, we'll capitalize. If not, I would gladly. If I were Hex Mambo, I would gladly load into the game at 45 minutes, zero zero, even game, and I would just stare at them and let them mess it up, like. It, the pressure isn't on Hex Mambo. Although it's the the amount of hype they're getting is almost to the point where I wonder, are they enough of a underdog to to let the pressure be the, the factor for them? Uh, I think they still are, but I don't know. Um, this team, they cannot. If I see Al Kwong Kronos as their jungle mid duo. Forfeit. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna lose my mind. Especially. I hope if, they do if, that game one, bro. <laughs> imagine they win they that game too. Um, that's, right. Miff, isn't that the worst? When you're like, when you're casting <laughs> a game, and they do exactly what you know they shouldn't do, and then they win anyways. They get away with it. Mm-hmm. It drove me crazy. It drove me insane. I just gotta trust that it's you know it's not gonna work. You you, you can do whatever you want to the Aru Scorpions, all right, Mambo. Do do what you're gonna do. We'll see if it works against uh, the other players in your group. But it, it is absolutely one of the most frustrating things on the planet. I'll sit there every single week, every single Thursday, SCC Thursday, and I'll say Zeros is gonna lock in Chronos here, and he should play passive, and well, this game will go long, and then Hex Mambo stomp, and Zeros gets first blood at 15 minutes, or and from there it's a 10,000 gold lead already because they just farm better, right. and it doesn't make any sense to me. Quadra late game scaling composition surely win for a long one. Hex Mambo just runs it down, and it, it just can't work. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and take this opportunity again to blast the EU SEC because I so <laughs> seldom get this opportunity. They're playing bad Smite. They they are their ideology of what Smite should be is worse. Their compositions are worse. The pace of the game is worse. The decision making is worse. It, it's awful, dude. How often in EU SEC games do we see them get a two for zero pick, reset to their own base, buy wards, drop them, reset again to buy more wards so that they can win the vision battle around fire? My brothers in Christ, you've already won the battle. Walk up on the Phoenix. You know what I mean? It's just when you practice bad smite every single day, 
I just gotta hope that the guys who are forced to play good smite because the region is so much stronger are just gonna own them. I I have to hope, but absolutely they are strong players, and maybe they can uh, play good smite. I'm gonna backpedal. Maybe they can, but they haven't had to, and that's tough. That's tough. They legitimately haven't had to do it. Man, that was um, all steam you just blew off there. Yeah, you're feeling it, way better. I I gotta say it, bro. It nice. it's so. Any Smite game that has gone to 45 minutes on a Thursday is a Smite game that was played poorly. <laughs> you did it wrong. You just did it wrong. Oh, I, could, I could. Any Smite game that has more than 45 kills in it, you've also done it wrong. Any Smite game where your uh -huh. gold lead has exceeded 15,000, if you are 16,000 gold up as a team, you're the worst team I've ever seen. I can't believe you couldn't close out the game with your 10k at 20 minutes. You absolute, and I'll take the fine, shitters. Like, it doesn't make sense, dude. It doesn't make sense. If your gold leads can consistently hit the 20,000 mark, you're bad. You're just bad. Uh, and that's the truth. And I and I compel anybody, I compel anybody at home in this podcast, anywhere, to come up with a counter argument to that. There is no reason your gold lead should be that big. My, you're out of items. You, you've power spiked through the roof, my guy. It's over. Uh -huh. It doesn't make sense. Good. So the yeah. Jabalba Storm are also in this Yeah, group. the Storm. Uh, they're the fourth yeah, team in this they're group. They're the fourth we team have... in this group. Yep. Um, Do you need I... a refresher on who's on the roster? I got or... you. Uh, I got you, Ben. Okay. Thank you. It's, uh, okay, it's Delmi, Dame, Joshi, Oceans, and in my zen. Um, they're from the stronger region, uh, according to Mifflin. Um, how much uh -huh. do you think that helps them here, Mif, that they play a better brand uh, of Smite, um, according to, to your rant? Uh, that just happened man so here's the difference between oh, no. having a good practice environment and having talent um these guys grind every single day and they've got the better environment but they haven't had the opportunity or the know-how or the guidance maybe the veteranship to to hone it into something into a sharper blade uh the storm i think they're, they're not making it mm -hmm. uh <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, I I'm pretty confident in saying that. Uh -huh. And it's not by means of any individual player. I think that they lack a strong in-game leader. And if I'm to believe the rumblings that I hear, uh, th their in-game leader is Oceans. Mm -hmm. That guy has the most broken brain that I've ever seen. <laughs> he, he is an... And I love Oceans. Call uh, him the Broody Bruiser. That's my boy. We, we were roommates for a stretch. I, I discovered him in a Season 2 Siege game, actually, at 4 a.m. Like, I know this guy. His name was Turnip originally, and I told him to rebrand because I was dumb. So I'm going to tell you right now that I am intimately familiar with the unique neuroses that is Oceans. Dude's a... Dude's an idiot. He's he's just dumb. He's all the worst parts of like peak bad Sam for soccer in that if something's good, he's not gonna play it even if he likes it. You know what I mean? If if one of his like best picks just comes into the meta, it was a pocket pick he's always had. He's gonna stop playing it because he he oceans abides by one singular rule, and it's the rule of cool. 
and what he thinks is cool isn't cool, and therefore broken brain. But <laughs> if we could just get that guy, because he, because he, he is actually so smart. Oceans <laughs> is capable of identifying the correct play, but here's exactly what happens. We should go fire giant here. They think we're gonna go fire giant here. It's the right call. I'm not gonna do it then. You know what I mean? Like he, he's got, he's got real bad brain in that regard. <laughs> And if he's going to be IGL, it's just not going to work. Oh my God. I, I, he, he needs someone to rein him in. He needs a, a, a lot of people just need the confidence. They need a yes man to let them know that they're doing the right thing. He needs the opposite. Someone's got to stop that guy. Miff, never, never. I casted for a long time. I did a lot <laughs> of analysis segments. Uh, I watched them. I was a part of them. Never once uh, have I asked someone or been asked a question uh, or seen anyone ask a question and they responded, well, that guy's brain doesn't work. He's <laughs> got a broken brain, bro. <laughs> but, and it's the only way to describe it because, like, I don't know. It, it, uh, like, I got an iPhone 14 here, all right? Apple shill, best phone Bless. on the market. Yeah. I can break it. If I break it, bam, it's, a, it's still a good phone, but it's broken. And that's Oceans' brain. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Okay. All right. That's how it works. Barra, uh, without commenting on any particular player's brains, if you could manage. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> any expectation here for, for the storm? Uh, I really genuinely do not know how to follow up after Mifflin that was just awesome. demolished Oceans' forever uh-huh. uh, and he's a great I, player by the way uh, <laughs> everyone in the yeah, chat yeah 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 no we all got that. he is better than you guys yeah no we all uh-huh. got, we all got that you think he's really good for sure that yeah that's what i got from one. that yeah if yeah. i had to okay. take away one thing it was that you mm-hmm. have a lot of respect for him good. as a player yeah yeah and a person right i love that guy <laughs> You ever, I had to watch Oceans try and figure out how to fry an egg one time. I almost, oh. I almost moved out. So, um, well, now with this knowledge, uh, I will uh, just say Storm are definitely not qualifying. If a guy can't fry an egg, I feel like that's pretty easy. Yeah, and that's... Uh, if he's their shot caller, uh, you can't go fire giant if you can't fry an egg. I feel. Yep, that's... that is a, a clean rule. Uh... But actually, I just, I don't think Storm looked too great um throughout their tournament um i feel like again on paper i feel like they should be looking better than they are i feel like everyone on their roster is pretty good Mm -hmm. and i don't know if they're relatively new together or like um a relatively new roster i don't keep up with sec that much but i thought a few other players run yeah i thought a few other players were on different teams here and there Mm um but i I feel like if you ha- if you want to have a chance against the SPL teams, you should be blowing out the other SEC teams. Mm-hmm. And if you're not blowing out the other SEC teams, I feel like you will struggle. Um, and I I mean they, in my opinion, they do get another heat check um, on Thursday because they do play Warriors on that day. So I feel like even if they lose that day, they can take it as a learning experience, which I feel like most likely they will lose. Um, you just take that as a learning experience. You move on. Um, and then hopefully your next set goes better, but I, uh, I'm still kind of, uh, up in the air after Mifflin's, uh, Man, that was, I, I don't really know what I just said, but uh, I impressive. hope it was good. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Um, all around, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> just incredible. Um, 
Yeah, the only thing I was going to say about the Storm uh, are that um, I think they they obviously have the least amount of expectations uh, in this group and maybe even in the whole event. Um, the main thing that I, I'm uh, looking towards is uh, I think that, that Dame is a really good player, uh, but at the last LAN, he had a pretty rough uh, series of games. Um, and you don't want that to be something that starts to uh follow you around if you have a couple bad performances there so hoping that the dame can turn it around and and play a little bit more like he typically does online um because uh, that last line i will say wasn't great. i think storm need to not play a traditional smite so yeah they like should be playing if, erlong double chalice yeah they need to come up with some cheese and do if something only crazy someone's brain on their team was broken oh, no. and could come up with a whole lot of weird things to play you, you saved know? it ideas he does none of them are good I and mean, he's never once oh, said a long couple chalice yeah. to me so there you go well i didn't think that was a particularly good idea either and then meerkat gunned it down uh and yeah. that was the end of that um so okay final thing and then we're moving on to the random question of the week uh give me the two teams to make it out of group b uh between the warriors scarabs mambo uh and the storm um mifflin who are your two teams that make it out I'm taking Warriors Scarabs. Uh, Mambo, a runner-up, I think. They're close to Warriors for sure, but I just can't trust the practice that they've had throughout the year. Mm. Oh, we know. We know. Yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that, it would have been weird if you had said Mambo was making it, so I appreciate you sticking to it. Uh, <laughs> Bear? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still going to go Mambo Bugs. Mambo Bugs. I think I'm also going Bugs Warriors. Uh, I'm actually going to go Warriors Bucks. I'm going to say Warriors for as down as I know I sounded. Uh, I'm going to, this is what they do to you. You know, they, they, they let mm-hmm. you get to your rock bottom on them and then they, they play really well. Uh, and so I think it's going to be Warriors and Scarabs that make it out. Um, but Mambo's certainly a contender. Uh, should be fun. I think it's going to be a really fun event. Very much looking forward to watching it. Uh, it should be great. Um, with that, <clears throat> it's time to move on to our random question of the week of course we grab these from our patreon discord and community discord so if you want to uh hop in there it's a, it's a really cool group and there are lots of cute pet pics and all that kind of stuff and you want to be a part of those for sure so patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go there uh that uh going there and is, is the best way to support us directly as well as uh, interacting with our sponsors which again for this episode was factor uh go.factor75.com slash backliner 60 uh, so shout outs to them. Um, I will say that my voice is giving out, uh, and I'm very tired. Uh, so I'm only going to, I'm going to take this top question from Armenius and then everyone else who put in a question for this week, uh, I will get to it next week. Um, mm. or maybe the week after that, because that reminds me, uh, we are doing one of our special, uh, AMA big episodes next week. Um, or no, two weeks from now. Right? Hold on. Let me pull up a calendar. Sick brain taking over. Um, Okay, no. Next week is going to be a normal show. And then the week after that. So the week after the World Championship, um, we'll be doing one of the shows where you can call in live, join the show, uh, talk on the show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, It was was our (laughs) favorite episode. It's a good point. Um, I'm going to call in. 
Please do. We would, we <laughs> ask would me about the USDC. No, I you ask you. us questions typically. But oh, you could, perfect. But you could say, could you ask me about the USDC? And I will. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Tickets will be going live for that. We'll try and get them live for next week. Uh, it is worth knowing that our Patreon subscribers will get discounted tickets to this event. So it's easier for them to join into the show. Um, so if you want to get involved uh, with that community discord and have a cheaper ticket, uh, everyone can listen. It's still going to be live. It's still going to be normal. But if you want to call into the show directly, uh, you, you uh, just buy one of those tickets. It's a really cool way to do it. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash backliners. More info will be posted in there uh, this week and on our Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Armanius with the easy random question of the week. Do you guys have any new year's resolutions? Myth. You're a big New Year's resolution guy, aren't you? Didn't you have a bunch? Yeah, I, I, I usually am. This year, I kept it light, okay? I kept it light this year. Uh-huh. Um, I actually made a purchase for myself recently. I, let's see if we can get on camera here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn oh. bass guitar. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to play the bass. That's cool. Uh, so far, like everybody else who's picked up a bass, I've only had it for the one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I can play Seven Nation Army, but only like the first six could, plucks. Do you mind, could you, could you mm-hmm. toss it down for us right now? Well, here's the thing about bass. Um, you can't hear it yeah, unless it's... I plug in an amp, and right, then I'm, okay, I'm not going to do all that for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you could show – no, it's a podcast. Don't show us. That's not what the people are looking for. Okay, so learning bass. That's a really good New Year's resolution. Um, yep. I hope you, I hope you do it. Uh, no, it wasn't like a petty I hope you do it. Um, it's a, I have no faith in myself doing the things that I downfall. say that I want to do. You're uh, thinking about a world right now where I can play bass and you can't, and it's made you weaker, and you don't want that to come to fruition. No, I, I want to watch you slap some bass uh, and and be funky, you know? I'm going to be so funky. That's what I... Okay, I didn't like where that went. Um, yeah, that was uncomfortable. Bear, any resolutions after for you? It's after nine, so... <laughs> Millen's unhinged. Uh, mine is to be better in contact with people. I feel like a lot mm. of times I kind of like shelter into my own like home and like i get into a schedule and just don't really get i guess enough uh talking with people i guess i'm just uh a little more to myself than i should be and i feel like if i can consistently put in more of an effort into other people it'll help me Mm -hmm. that sounds selfish but it uh will help me and help everyone else so that is my biggest thing is to just if someone's talking to me, I need to pay more attention to that and put more effort into friendships and, yeah, just meeting new people. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, Thank you. I don't give myself specific New Year's resolutions because I know I don't follow up on specific goals uh, very well. Um, it's never been a strength of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I generally... Um, the way I typically do things like new year's resolutions is I don't give myself specific goals because then I, as soon as I find myself off track of completing them, I give up entirely uh, because I won't complete the goal anymore. So I just like quit entirely. I'm going to try and be more con try and be more active uh, and be a little healthier this year. That's my very broad, no specific goal. Nice. Resolution. Pickleball would be great. I'll, I'll see you on the courts more often, huh? Uh, well, Ooh. let's find one a little closer to my house because I live out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, or That's a time where I could do it. Um, but, yeah, generally I would love to play some pickleball. We've been disc golfing a lot, Miff. Do you want to come out and disc golf? Barra, you disc golf before? 
Oh, I've never disc golf before. It's like not it's even awesome. an exercise, man. It's hiking. What do you mean? It's <laughs> you're, literally you're, just two, you're literally both of the sports you play aren't. <laughs> first off, they're both golf, and secondly, yeah, neither one an exercise. What do you mean? It's Look, like you're walking. You know, it's not the best exercise in the world by any means. It's certainly not as good as pickleball. Like but any exercise is good exercise. Yeah, getting outside. You gotta start you, somewhere. You gotta you're start. Thro- somewhere. You're throwing I'll something. You you'll work. I'll bet you you work up a little sweat. Not a ton. Bro, I, I work up a sweat sitting in an air-conditioned room with a fan on. Like, what? Come on. So am I wrong? Uh, no, you're Same, right. actually, sir. Thank you. That's what I'm it is. sweating right now. Yeah, yeah, so am I. That's uh, that's that's a real mood right there. All right, thanks, everyone, for watching. Apologies, everyone, in the Patreon Discord for not getting your questions. We'll get to them next week. Uh, my voice mm-hmm. is just no, is done with, uh, <clears throat> with today. So, um, again, shout-out to Factor. Uh, go.factor75.com slash backliner60. Uh, to get sixty percent off your first box, uh, Miff, thanks for coming on, man. Have a good. Hey, Miff. Uh, have I hope all of your games um, are not overly long. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope anyone who extends a game a series when they've lost uh, does complete the comeback because, as we know, there's nothing more immoral in this entire world than being down two zero in a best of five, winning games three and four, and then losing game five. Um, First thing, I agree. And there's a lot of bad things. Like, I can go through a list of bad things right now. I won't do it, but I I could. Okay. Yeah, no, I know you could. Uh, (laughs) I believe that. Um, So have a good week. Uh, I'm sure you won't be in a mood at all. Uh, And thanks, of course, to everyone who's tuning in and listening and all that kind of stuff. We'll see you next week. Uh, Enjoy qualifiers. I know we will. Until then, Barra, you know what to do. Bye. New year. He's still got it. That was good. That was actually very good. Way to to kick it off, Good lord. You're welcome. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.